0: Hello and welcome to Washoe Life, the podcast about people who make life in Washoe County so interesting. I'm your host,
1: Nancy Lumenhagen, And I'm Bethany Drysdale. And today we're talking with Washoe County's new sustainability manager, Brian Beffert. Brian, welcome.
2: Uh, Thank you very much. Hello, everyone.
0: We are very glad to have you here on Washoe Life. Brian, you are new to the team here at Washoe County. And so let's just talk a little bit about Brian and how you got here.
2: Uh, gosh, thanks. Um, I was born here in Reno at Washoe Medical Center and then grew up down in California. Uh, my career path was generally journalism. I was a, uh, the outdoors writer for the Reno Gazette Journal for a few years. And then I jumped into environmental nonprofits and spent 20 years working for various nonprofits uh, focused here in Nevada uh, on environmental issues and then I was lucky enough to join this team uh, just about five months ago. And I'm really, really excited. I'm, I'm happy to be here. There's incredible people on the team, uh, really incredible support. Uh, and I get to move from activism and advocacy to implementation. And holy cow, there's a lot to do.
0: And this is the first time Washoe County has had this, set, this position. I think that's worth noting.
2: Uh, okay, yes, it's a, it's a new position, it's a new program, um, and there's a lot to do.
1: And you do have quite a background in sustainability, so before we really get started, help us define a few things. Sustainability, what exactly does that mean to you and in the context of Washoe County here?
2: Bethany, you took my question away. Like, usually that's how I like to start conversations. Like, what does sustainability mean to you? Because it it can mean so much and does mean so much in so many different levels. Uh, one definition I like to use is, is the ability to provide current generations what they need uh, to live and to thrive without depriving future generations of the ability to, to care for themselves. Uh, I also like the uh, indigenous uh, definition of thinking about the next seven generations. So every act that we do, how is it going to impact our descendants for generations to come? Uh, and another definition that I bring in on, on a regular basis is just thinking about triple bottom line impacts. So, so much of our civilization is based on profit with the assumption that, uh, well, if we're making money, then it must be good and everyone can feed themselves and life is good, right? But but we've seen that uh, that's not always the case, right? So we have pollution, we have uh, issues with with worker pay, worker health, things like that. And so try to think about what are the benefits of whatever we're trying to do? Uh, What are the benefits for people? What are the benefits for the environment? And and what are the benefits for our economy? Another way to think about sustainability is quality of life, right? So we all live here in Washoe County, and we're so blessed by beautiful surroundings and a lovely river and most of the time clean air. And, and what can we do to make sure that that continues? Um, and so one thing that I do in my work is, is try to measure my success by um, asking myself, are people in Washoe County, are they going to be healthier? Are they going to be happier? Are they going to be more prosperous? Is life going to be better for people uh, because of the work I'm doing?
1: So a couple other definitions just to get them out of the way. Greenhouse gases, carbon footprint, what are we talking about?
2: Greenhouse gases are those gases that contribute to climate change. And, and most people talk about uh, carbon dioxide, but there's a whole lot of other gases out there that do. Uh, you might often hear about methane, uh, which is involved with natural gas production and things like that. Um, uh, refrigerants. So every air conditioner and every uh, refrigerator uh, uses chemicals to, to help make things cool. And those chemicals uh, are are very dangerous for the climate, um, and so we have to manage those carefully. And I forgot what was the other question uh,
1: carbon footprint
2: right, same sort of thing. so so what is the impact of our actions in terms of carbon dioxide? which to me carbon dioxide is is really just a proxy for all those greenhouse gas emissions because we have to think about other things than just carbon. but so what's the footprint? So when you're driving across the country or buying food or building a house, What's the footprint you're creating with those gases and those chemicals?
1: And one that I don't want associated with this, so we're going to get it out of the way as well, uh, greenwashing. What is that? And are we in danger of, of doing that with our programs here?
2: Like here at the county? Not on my watch. There we, go. there we go. That's what okay, I was so, looking for. <laughs> so, so greenwash is when a company or an organization claims to be environmentally friendly, but, but is actually... Uh, not necessarily helpful to the environment. I think it's really important to hold companies and organizations and your local government accountable to tangible, measurable impacts. And I'm I'm honored to be part of the county where everyone I've talked with is very supportive and everyone is really interested in getting the work done. Uh, let's make a difference and let's make a measurable difference. And I would say to anyone listening, if you ever have questions about what we're up to, challenge us and ask us, what are you doing? How are you measuring it? How do we know that you're making a a positive difference uh, on people, on our environment, on our economy? And it's my job to be able to answer that question well.
0: And while Washoe County just brought Brian on, and you're in your fifth month here uh, into the summer of 2023, um, part of your role here is to lead our Washoe County Green Team, that green team has been around certainly as long as I've been. I've been here, and I think our listeners might be surprised that we Washoe County has a green team. So tell me about it.
2: Right, and it's really exciting. So the green team has been here for more than a decade that I can tell, uh, and it's been a a team of Washoe County employees who have picked various projects to help move things forward. So installing EV chargers here at the Ninth Street complex, uh, putting those. Um, Water filling bottle stations in, recycling plastic, recycling batteries. We've got a garden here on campus. All of those are green team projects. I and love s- it. And so my job is to support. So when uh, county employees want to pick a project or make a difference or do something, uh, my job is to help support them and lead that green team. And lead awesome. that team.
1: Good. I love that our EV chargers are. Open to the public. You have business here at Washoe County and you drive an electric car, come plug it in while you're doing your business at the county complex. And this is a, a service that we can provide to our residents.
2: And charging is free. Right? Yes. For the that's time key. being. So <laughs> okay. so you can charge your, your car for free. That might not always be the case because we have to be able to pay for the program. And if we need to replace chargers, we need to be able to justify that expense. But we also want to incentivize people buying EVs. And so come on down, charge your car.
0: Now, I know, th- and this is a big, it's a big topic, but we're, you know, we're only going to cover a couple of areas for you. Let's just talk about uh, some of your top goals and projects right now that you're, that you have your eyes on.
2: You, you tried to narrow that list down, but <laughs> it's only going to get big. <laughs> I uh, did. So, so I'm really proud of the county for adopting a strategic priority to set our path toward uh, net zero Greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. And net zero basically means, you know, after all is said and done, we are removing more uh, greenhouse gases from the atmosphere than putting in. And there's a lot to do. Uh, So, working with our facilities team to reduce the energy use in our buildings. Uh, So, every time we are uh, upgrading a building, can we improve the insulation? Can we add more efficient uh, uh, air conditioning and heaters? Uh, so they use less energy and, and produce less pollution. Uh, how do we, how are we going to switch our fleet? So the county has hundreds of vehicles. How can we shift those to alternative uh, fuels? Some of those conversations are going to be harder when you're thinking about snowplows and road graders where they don't have production line EVs yet, but I think we're going to get there. It's going to take time, and, and we definitely have uh, uh, work to do in the short run. There's lots of uh, cars that we have sedans that we can switch to EVs right away
0: i I love that because when we think of sustainability manager i I immediately go external, but really, Brian, since you've been here, you've hit the ground running internally, working with facilities and trying to work on some things that we can take care of, and then in turn that would that would go external right
2: right absolutely and and I'm sorry I wasn't clear uh, our goal for for achieving these goals by 2050. Uh, is both county operations and community-wide so we all have to take part in that conversation
0: and then of course that goes to what about the residents what you're doing will will affect them yes
2: absolutely and what they do uh dear listeners what you folks do uh have an impact on the community around you and so how can we all do something to make a difference
1: So I'm going to pull out my soapbox for just a second. Okay, we've got it. She's standing on (laughs) it, Brian. Do you see? Go on. Come on up. So Brian caught me in my office earlier today, huddled up in a wrap because I was so cold. And that's one of my pet peeves going into public buildings, really any building, hello, movie theaters, where it's summer, out. you're in shorts and a tank top, or at work, you're in, you know, short sleeve shirt, you go inside, and it is Freezing. Can we please work on changing that and having more efficient air conditioning so that maybe we don't have to set it down to sixty-two degrees? Can we do that?
2: Hello, facilities guys. Are you <laughs> listening? <laughs> uh, I think the goal, right? So having it too cold is a waste of energy, and and if if you're uncomfortable, then that's not serving the purpose, right? Uh, I think it's probably hard. There's one giant big chiller out behind the building, and it's hard to make to balance the the atmosphere internally for everyone sitting at their desks. All how many people are here at 9th Street? A few thousand.
0: Yeah, a couple thousand.
2: Right. Uh but yes, we're I think they're trying. I, and by the know.
0: way, when Bethany's cold, I'm hot.
1: <laughs> so, you actually the perfect setup for what I was going to say next. Okay, so maybe we don't have to put the thermostat at what I like. But people can do things in their own home. They control their own climate at home, right? Do you have recommendations for how people can be more sustainable and contribute to this in their own homes?
2: Uh, you're jumping ahead, Bethany. I am. <laughs> oh I do gosh. that. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, there are lots of things that that people can do. Uh, and, you know, it starts with changing light bulbs. So an LED light bulb uses 80 or 90% less electricity uh, than uh, a standard incandescent. And I, I don't know what the difference is with CFL's uh, compact fluorescents, but they're a lot more efficient, and the price is coming down. Uh, and that's true for air conditioners. You, I think people are probably hearing a lot more about heat pumps, uh, and, and, uh, and they're just a lot more efficient at, at both heating and cooling, and so they use less energy. Uh, I'm a big fan of conservation, so uh, I would encourage people to make sure your house is well insulated because that's going to help you be warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer without having to use uh, as many uh, devices and as much energy right? to, to change your atmosphere. Your, your, your envelope is going to be tight, and uh, you're going to be more comfortable.
0: And I, and I like the way um, on this line, what some of the things we can do. So let's clear up some myths is it true only 10% of what we recycle actually gets recycled and the rest, rest gets shipped off somewhere else?
2: I'm afraid that, I'm afraid that might be true, yes. Ah. So cardboard is recyclable, aluminum is recyclable, and pretty much not much else. Ah. Uh, some plastics are recyclable, but really like the, the term recycling means you can use it over and over and over. Uh, but plastics are not they can they can be turned into something else once or twice, but ultimately those molecules break down uh, and what we really need to do is find solutions upstream, which means fewer plastic bottles, fewer of these things coming into our lives, so we don't have to worry about throwing them away and recycling So cardboard and aluminum aluminum so if so okay, so I'm holding an aluminum can because I wanted a drink from the the cafeteria. And I just decided to buy everything that's aluminum because I know it's recyclable. Okay. Uh, glass and plastic are not so much.
1: And you mentioned conservation. And I don't know if you told me this or somebody else has said this. Probably a lot of people have said it. If we can just not use in the first place, then we don't have to worry about reusing. If we can maybe refill a glass jar with something rather than go buy some a new product. Yes. Um, those are choices that we can make. Yes.
2: And and people ask all the time, what do I do? Is it a paper shopping bag or a cloth shopping bag or a plastic shopping bag? What do you choose? And I, I, I won't take credit for this because I heard it from someone else, but the best answer is the one that you have already, right? So you don't have to buy something new. Uh, a cotton uses a lot of pesticides. Plastic uses fossil fuels. Paper is trees and lots of chemicals. But if you have something in your car or in your drawer... That you can use when you go shopping, that's the best solution.
0: Really, our parents and our grandparents—I you know—we're doing this well before, and I think about that, right? Yes. yes. I mean, that was through the the people who lived through the depression, and and but it was way before it was fashionable. To yes, reuse, absolutely. Right? And,
2: and that reminds me of a conversation my mom and I had. This was probably twenty years ago when I was on my soapbox talking about organics and gardens. And she said, Brian, do you realize that when I was growing up, every garden in the country was organic, right? right? So those chemical fertilizers and pesticides and herbicides, they didn't come into uh, our economy until after World War II. Um, And before that, everything was manure and organics, and I think probably healthier.
1: Yeah, that is a really good point. Uh, How about those water bottle filling stations we see everywhere? Are they just trendy or are they actually saving
2: Plastic. I think they're really good. They're saving, right? Because they give us an opportunity to reuse whatever container we have. So more bottle stations. I think they're great.
0: Like what we have here? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because think about it. How many times to, you know, we're big water drinkers. Yeah. I'm glad you asked that question. So the answer is when you go to the airport, dump it, li- right?
2: Yes. And bring a bottle or dump the, the water bottle out on the outside of security, right? And then right. refill it when you get in. Uh, into the your gate and you've just saved having to buy another bottle that is saved
1: that. eight dollars at the right, airport right. <laughs> for some
0: really really expensive water um, we're news junkies in this room um we hear l- a lot about climate change especially right now this summer um with all the heat and and it's scary it is scary can we still make a difference and and the two questions Brian one can we still make a difference and two what gives you hope?
2: Oh, okay. Uh, watch out. I, I, I might rant for a while. That's okay. Uh, yes, it can be scary, and, and, uh, and unfortunately, we cannot stop some bad things that are happening in the world, right? The wildfires that are happening in Canada and Italy and Greece and, and elsewhere, uh, we can't stop, but we can make a difference. We always have the opportunity to choose better case scenarios over worst case scenarios. So if you choose to do something good right now, that's going to improve outcomes, right, for people in the future. Um, people alive right now, like we're it, we're the generation, we're the people we've been waiting for. And so we are the ones who are going to choose what the future looks like for everyone uh, and for every species on the planet. Um, I would say you, you, you mentioned watching the news, and, and I, I'm a news junkie as well, but I have to say I can't watch too much. I have to turn it off. It brings me down. And so I would say don't let the mainstream media bring you down. Uh, there's a lot of good news happening. There's a lot of good work being done by good people, and a lot of that's happening right here in, in Washoe County. So turn off the news. And uh, years ago I heard uh, old DJ saying, if you don't like the news, go out and make some of your own. And, and if you want good news, go out and make some good news. And there's good opportunity for that. Uh, I would say don't believe people who say it can't be done. There's a lot of denialism and naysayerism out there. Uh, and there are a lot of people invested in pollution, in business as usual. But we need to change the way we do things. Uh, and so I would say pick one thing and do it. Uh, and we talked about changing light bulbs uh, or, or maybe tear out some lawn and plant native pollinator gardens. Um, which use less water, uh, require less maintenance, and support the bees and all of the other bugs that are pollinating our food. Uh, when your furnace or your appliances go out, replace them with energy-efficient upgrades, and there's a lot of federal support, a lot of federal money and incentives coming to support you for doing that. So, uh, And I'll bet you the people who are selling you those devices know about those benefits, and so ask about that. I would say hold your governments and local businesses accountable. Don't let them to get away with delay or greenwashing. Uh, don't let business as usual stop us from making the changes that we need. Um, I remember hearing Bill McKibben once. He's the fellow who founded 350.org. He's a local activist. And someone asked him, uh, how, how can I as one person make a difference? And his answer was, don't be an individual. Ooh. So that means... Join a community. Find a, a local group in your community that's doing good work that you admire and support them. Uh, donate or volunteer and get out there and, and do some good work. Uh, there's a lot of work happening in, in this, and, and we didn't talk earlier. There's, uh, we talked about reducing energy use and emissions here at, at the facilities, but there's also a lot of work happening with local food, right? So sustainability happens with the soil, Right. If we can't feed ourselves, then what we do about where we're driving with our cars isn't going to be relevant. Uh, so,
0: so it starts in the ground.
2: So it starts in the ground. And, and we have concern here in the local community about food insecurity, right? Uh, how many children is it? Like 25% of kids here in Washoe County are food insecure. They don't know where their next meal is going to come from. There are people who live in food deserts. Right where they don't have easy access to healthy produce and healthy food at a local grocery store. Maybe the only thing they have is a corner liquor store. There are efforts, the Washer County Health District is working with the Healthy Corner Store Initiative to bring more healthy food into those stores. And they're working with local community garden advocates uh, to grow that food locally and, and distribute it locally. And I'd like to see that expand. And so... Uh, if you're looking for something to do, there's, there's a community garden near you that might need some weeds pulled this weekend. Uh,
0: Is that what you do on the weekend for Fun I, Uh
2: I, I, made a, I actually went to tour uh, Reno Food Systems this morning and their wonderful local garden, and I pulled a couple weeds and said, I need to come back and do more. So hold me to that.
1: I want to give our listeners a scoop because we haven't announced this yet. It's been out there, but we haven't announced it. Gerlach, tell us what oh, yes. you just secured a major award. It's a major award for Gerlach.
2: Tell us about that. Right. That's really exciting. So the Department of Energy uh, had the Energizing Rural Communities Prize. And so it's a competitive uh, competition. Uh, to achieve a, a renewable energy goal of some kind. And uh, we led a team that included the folks in Gerlach. Um, oh, I didn't have my list in front of me, you're challenging <laughs> on this one Bethany. Uh, we're working with NV Energy, we're working with uh, the Department of Civil and Landscape Engineering at UNR. We're looking at N-Zero and that's the company that does our real-time greenhouse gas modeling. Uh, and others, uh, the Nevada Clean Energy Fund Uh, Burning Man's in the in the team as well and the goal is what can we do to make Gerlach net zero energy by 2050 and so the team will be working over the next year to to get together do an assessment of uh, renewable energy resources and there's a lot up there whether it's sun or wind or geothermal Uh, and and what can we design for the town to help them Uh, become energy independent and get off fossil fuels and become climate resilient so gerlach might be the model community for our future energy systems coming soon
1: that gives me hope (laughs) that gives
0: me hope too and and that's a when we're talking about brian you just got here five months in look what you're doing already you give us hope brian Uh, uh, thank
2: you uh and and it's pretty exciting and if gerlach can do it so can everyone
1: I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know we could keep talking forever. I think we might have to, this is about five, six months into your your new new role here. We'll have to have you back in a year that sounds and great. see where we are there. So thank you so much for joining us. And
2: I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.
0: It was so wonderful to talk to you, Brian. And Bethany, you and I are always looking for ideas. Like Brian, what are you doing? How are you making a difference here in Washoe County?
1: If you have an idea, what should people do? You can email us, email washoe311 at washoecounty.gov. Say, hey, I know somebody really cool doing cool stuff and we want to talk to them. So let us know. All right. Thank you so much. And until next time, Washoe
0: County and others, have a great day.